You're watching Mr. Reagan, and I got a haircut. Mr. Reagan. I actually have a stylist that comes over and cuts my hair because I'm a fancy L.A. person. I asked her to cut it particularly short this time, and when she was done, she said she's calling this particular style the quarantine. Okay, now for the real title of the show. Mr. Reagan destroys Piers Morgan. Mr. Reagan. Okay, I can't destroy Piers Morgan in person because I've not been invited onto his show, but I can destroy him from the comfort of my own home studio with no threat of him responding at all, which is actually cheating quite a bit. But this is not out of cowardice. I'm just not a big enough name to get on to his show. So although I'd much rather be on his show challenging him in person, I do what I can with what I have. And I have a YouTube channel. Okay, you want to take a picture? All right, come on. Come on. Let's go. It matches your jumpsuit. Right, thank you, Donna. So Piers Morgan hosts a show in the UK called Good Morning Britain. He's usually pretty spot on, often defending Trump, but sometimes he totally misses the mark. On yesterday's show, he totally went off the rails. He's claiming that Trump has bungled the quarantine response. But here's a funny thing. His criticisms are almost entirely about Trump's speaking style. Now, he does give a list of specific examples, which I think well represents the full extent of criticisms leveled at Trump throughout this so-called pandemic. Because of the comprehensive and accurate nature of Pierce's list of criticisms, I thought this was a perfect segment to use in order to defend Trump against the array of criticisms that have been leveled against him by the left-wing media. Before we start, I should say that I have disagreed with Trump myself about the way he's dealt with this, but, but my primary problem with Trump has been the overreaction to the virus. Now, I never thought that we should cancel flights from Europe or that we should quarantine. Well, with a fatality rate of less than 0.1% and a new study out of Australia that shows that it's difficult for children to even contract the virus at all, it looks like I might have been right. But even if I am right, I'm not too critical of Trump nor any of the governors, including the Democrats, who probably overreacted. None of us knew how bad the virus was at the beginning, so erring on the side of caution was probably the right call. But I mean... We can go back to work now. Why we're all still in quarantine, I don't quite understand. But I digress. Let's get into the Piers Morgan video. But first, I have to sell you something. In the year 2020, it's so important to keep your body healthy. Collagen may be the closest thing we will ever have to a real fountain of youth. The older you are, in fact, the more likely it is that you've heard of the benefits of collagen. And for good reason. Many health experts now agree that consuming collagen is crucial to revitalizing how you look and feel. After all, collagen is the most abundant protein in your body, and it's the essential glue that holds you together. In fact, after age 20, people produce about 12% less collagen in their skin each decade. For some, it's an even greater decline. This means by the time you're middle-aged, you could be producing half of the collagen you did in your youth. Even worse, various lifestyle factors that you may have been exposed to, like poor diet, smoking, pollution, stress, and sun exposure, can deplete your collagen levels even faster. In short, this year-by-year -year escalating loss of collagen is a key reason that people look old as they age. Skin sags and wrinkles, hair gets thinner, nails lose their strength, joints become stiff, recovery from activity and exercise slows, digestion 
digestion-related complaints seem to come out of nowhere, and in general, our bodies seem to turn on us. But collagen peptides have the following benefits. It makes your skin healthy and supple and gives you that youthful look. It makes hair healthy and young-looking, supports joint flexibility, strengthens nails, teeth, and gums, promotes strong, healthy muscles, tendons, and ligaments, promotes stronger bones, and it supports digestive health. And I actually looked into these claims because I will not advertise products that I don't believe have some benefit. And what I discovered was that these claims are all absolutely true. In fact, I recommend looking this information up for yourself. Actually, you know, they didn't even send me any of this, but I'm going to actually order it myself because I actually think I probably need this. So visit my page at healthwithreagan.com and revitalize yourself with Biotrust Collagen Peptides. The link, as usual, is in the description below. All right, let's get back to the video. Here's the segment on Good Morning Britain. I think in this crisis, he's been terrible. He's shown a complete inability to pivot to anything like the kind of leadership you need in a crisis. Calm, authoritative, giving the people honest, accurate information. We've seen none of that. Instead, we've just seen rally Trump, the same guy we saw before, picking fights with the media. It's really about his presidency and his leadership and the way he's turned these daily rallies into this self-aggrandizing nonsense, which doesn't help anybody. Okay, so Piers Morgan thinks that Trump press conferences are too much like Trump rallies and that Trump isn't presidential enough. Okay, Trump isn't presidential enough. I can accept that criticism. Now, many people will disagree with what I'm saying here, but let me be clear. I don't think that Trump is unpresidential in such a significant way that it's detrimental to the country. But if somebody thinks that he's unpresidential, I can't really argue with that. That's their perception. The way I would defend Trump here is by saying, but he's effective. So the question is, if you could, for instance, improve the quality of life of every American with an unpresidential president, wouldn't that be better than reducing the quality of life of every American with a presidential president? I think that peers would say, why can't we have both? And to that I answer, ideally, we would have both. However, that doesn't appear to be an option at this moment. Trump is Trump. Maybe you think his attitude or the way he speaks is ugly, but he's probably the most effective president in history. And before the pandemic, probably improved the quality of life for more Americans than any other president in history. Trump is truly a great president, however presidential or unpresidential you might perceive him to be. In other words... This is a bit of a silly criticism. Imagine they come up with a total cure for the coronavirus and Pierce complains that he doesn't like the color of the medicine. That's basically the level of criticism that we're dealing with here. It's petty. As for the complaint about the press conferences being like Trump rallies, I don't think that's true. They've been full of new information every single time. But I suppose I could see how somebody might think that. Trump is a showman. It's hard for him to turn that off. I often find that when I go to parties, I'll end up with a group of people sitting around me listening to me tell some kind of story or riddle off jokes. Now, I imagine this can be a little ostentatious, like I'm an attention hog or something like that. But I never intend for this to happen. I'm usually talking to one person. I make that person laugh. Somebody else's interest is piqued, then more people, and eventually I have a little audience. Now, I'm not trying to be the center of attention. Sometimes it just happens. When Donald Trump gets up in front of an audience, he's going to put on a bit of a show. That's just his nature. I think his press conferences have a much more serious tone than his rallies. But I suppose if you want to find some fault in Trump's style, I suppose you'll be able to find moments that seem bombastic or self-centered or something about which you can complain. But I think saying that they're like a rally, that's an enormous stretch. The fighting with the press... That happens for sure, but I don't think even Piers Morgan here, or even the press themselves, would 
trying to suggest seriously that this is Trump's fault. I mean, look at the kind of hostility the press has for Trump. I just did a video about this with my friend Brooks Heatherly from the show No BS. We did a whole show about how hostile the press is toward Trump. That's how hostile they are. And if you think that it's Trump's fault that he's bickering with them, just think about this. When literally every question that you get in a press conference is engineered to try to make you look bad, yeah, you're probably going to be a little combative with those who are asking the questions. All right, let's move on to Piers' next criticism. You know, coming out with ludicrous, crazy theories about bleach. The I President of the United States floats a theory about dr- ingesting or, or taking down bleach. Even you must be cringing and must look at the things like the bleach comment you're, as just ridiculously dangerous. He's never had been talking about even the concept of drinking or injecting or ingesting yeah, bleach. All right, let's address this once and for all. Trump never said to inject bleach. A lot of leftists are saying Trump is not a doctor, so he shouldn't be dispensing medical advice. And they're right. But Trump is not dispensing medical advice. Trump is reiterating what his medical advisors are telling him. And what they're telling him is spot on. He might not reiterate it all precisely, but people understand that. Here, watch what Trump actually said. Yesterday, I shared the emerging results of our work that we're doing now with the Coronavirus Task Force. And today, I would like to share certain trends that we believe are important. Our most striking observation to date is the powerful effect that solar light appears to have on killing the virus. We've seen a similar effect with both temperature and humidity as well, where increasing the temperature and humidity or both is generally less favorable to the virus. So the the virus is dying at a much more rapid pace just from exposure to higher temperatures and just from exposure to humidity. You inject the sunlight into that, you inject UV rays into that, and the half-life goes from six hours to two minutes. That's how much of an impact a UV rays has on the virus. So supposing we hit the body with a tremendous, uh, whether it's ultraviolet or just very powerful light, and I think you said that hasn't been checked, but you're going to test it. And then I said, supposing you brought the light inside the body, you can, which you can do either through the skin or uh, in some other way. And I think you said you're going to test that, too. Sounds interesting. We'll the right, folks who could. right. And then I see the disinfectant where it knocks it out in a minute, one minute. And is there a way we can do something like that uh, by injection inside or or almost a cleaning? Because you see it gets on the lungs and it does a tremendous number of the lungs. So it would be interesting to check that. So that you're going to have to use medical doctors with. But it sounds, it sounds interesting to me. So we'll see. But the whole concept of the light, the way it kills it in one minute, that's, uh, that's pretty powerful. Now, what Trump said here was not totally clear, but essentially the message that Trump was trying to convey was that there are technologies being developed that we will hopefully be able to use in order to treat this virus. And that is 100% true. Nothing controversial about that. But the media jumps on every little misstatement, and they try to mischaracterize everything Trump says as if Trump is an irresponsible idiot telling everybody to inject bleach. But that's not what Trump said, and nobody really thinks that's what he said. The reporters and newspapers that are reporting that Trump told the public to inject bleach, they're doing so in an attempt to deceive the public. And that, to me, is far worse than Trump ineloquently reiterating the words of his medical advisors. By the way, the media initially mocked Trump for saying that UV radiation can be used to kill off the coronavirus, which, by the way, was what he was referencing when he said inject disinfectants. Here's Anderson Cooper reacting to Trump's comments. I want to play those remarks by President Trump this evening where he talked about 
uh, UV light, uh, which is used for disinfecting, you know, tables and killing the virus on surfaces. And he was talking about somehow using it inside your body, which is not medically at all a good idea. But as it turns out, Trump was right. Medical researchers over at Cedar sinai just down the street from me, where I used to work, by the way, they're developing a UV radiation treatment to kill coronavirus in the lungs. That's true. I mean, how many times have we seen this? Trump says something that the media laughs at, and then it turns out that Trump was right. Remember when Trump said that the FBI was spying on him? Yeah, they laughed at him for saying that. The new guy uh, tweeted accusation. This is one of my favorite things. That Obama's FBI spied on his campaign with an embedded informant and says if it's true, it's bigger than Watergate. It's a lie upon a lie upon a lie. That's why you can't follow it. President Trump has a new favorite word, and every time he uses it, he is lying. And that is the word spy. His baseless claims of spies. This is the president of the United States telling people don't believe what this federal government is doing. And that has very, very dangerous consequences. The notion that somehow the FBI implanted, planted uh, someone inside the campaign to spy on the campaign is just not true. There's absolutely no evidence there was a spy. He wants you to believe that his campaign was spied on, and it's one of the worst things that we've ever seen from government. Seems absurd knowing what we know now, but the media relentlessly mocked Trump for saying this back in the day. You'd think they'd learn their lesson and do a 10-second search before they make fools of themselves. But no. The Trump derangement syndrome is so strong with these people that they think that if Trump talks about something they never heard of, well, it must not exist. Trump is such an idiot, according to Anderson Cooper, that he can't possibly know something that Anderson doesn't. So if Trump mentions something Anderson doesn't know about, time to start laughing. Well, you just made a fool out of yourself, Anderson, again. All right, well, let's see what Piers Morgan has to say next. Coming out with ludicrous, crazy theories about bleach, which he then claims were a sarcastic joke. We've just seen the tape. Everyone can see he wasn't being sarcastic or joking. So now he's lying about that. Okay, the media are really jumping on this, and it's a little hard to defend because not really sure why Trump said this. It's obviously not true. He wasn't being sarcastic. But here's my theory. I'm not sure Trump correctly remembers what he said. I think it's possible that he's referring to another incident, though I don't recall ever seeing him sarcastically ask a reporter about this. Or maybe Trump assumes that he must have been sarcastic, not remembering ever having said anything like that. He was just guessing about why he might have responded that way. Look, obviously Trump doesn't think you should be injecting Lysol into your veins. Nobody really thinks that Trump believes that. Even crazy leftist reporters who are saying that he advised people to do this, they don't believe that Trump thinks that. I don't think that Trump should have said that he was being sarcastic, but the whole thing is a moronic news story that should never have become a thing at all. He originally tried to say it wasn't about the governors, that he had total authority. That was a lie. He doesn't have total authority. The governors have that authority in their states to decide about stuff like lockdowns, and he knew that. This I cannot defend. I don't know why Trump said this. I don't think that he was lying. I think that that's just how he saw it. But it's just not true. So again, not sure why Trump said this. I'll give this one to Pierce. This was not a good thing for Trump to say. And what he can't get away from, Ben, is the fact that the United States currently has 55,000 deaths from coronavirus. It is far and away 
the highest death toll of anywhere in the world. I hate this stupid claim that the U.S. is, quote, far and away the highest death toll of anywhere in the world. That is just flat out not true. The United States simply does not have the highest death toll. We've just got a massive population. Look at this chart. As a percentage of population, the U.S. has one of the lowest death tolls of any nation that's been significantly impacted by the virus. It's certainly lower than the U.K., where Piers Morgan is broadcasting from. And I actually don't even think that Brazil should be on here because malaria is fairly common in Brazil. And what do they use to treat malaria in Brazil? That's right, chloroquine. So, yeah, none of the countries who tend to treat malaria with chloroquine tend to be affected in a significant way by coronavirus. But... I'm going to be posting a video about that where I interview a scientist who actually knows quite a a lot about this. So I'll leave that discussion for later. Anyway, the point is it looks like Trump has been doing a pretty darn good job. And when journalists stoke hysteria and say, look, the U.S. has the most cases, either they're terrible journalists and they just haven't thought this through properly or else they're intentionally deceiving people with this total death count number. Either way, this is bad journalism. And Piers Morgan and the rest of the left-wing media should be ashamed of themselves for reporting such nonsense. How dare you? All right, let's look at Piers Morgan's next criticism. You know, I just feel like it's defending the indefensible at this stage. When the President of the United States floats a theory about ingesting or or taking down bleach and then Americans go out uh, and they start doing it, it is incredibly dangerous. People have taken bleach in America since his comments because they believe it will cure their coronavirus. No, no, they haven't. This is an absolute lie, and it's totally ridiculous. Nobody drank bleach because Donald Trump said injecting a UV light disinfectant might be a future treatment for coronavirus. This was originally reported by the trash newspaper, the New York Daily News. It was then widely repeated throughout left-wing media, but it's just not true. There are two beautifully written articles by Elizabeth Nolan Brown over at Reason.com, articles that totally debunk the idiotic claims by the Trump-hating media. So according to these articles, what the New York Daily News did is they took the number of calls to the Poison Control Center over an 18-hour period right after Trump's press conference, and they compared it to the number of calls last year at the exact same time, and they found that there were more calls this year. But here's the thing. There have been more calls this year since the beginning of March. The truth is that since the beginning of the pandemic, people have been using a lot more bleach, Lysol and other disinfectants, and the poison control centers have been getting a lot more calls, especially since people have been in quarantine. People are just using too much disinfectant, or they're mixing disinfectants and poisoning themselves by accident a little bit. There was no spike in calls specifically after Trump's remarks. Nobody was hospitalized. Nobody died. Literally nobody heard what Trump said and started drinking bleach. This is not only a ridiculous lie, it's an utterly malevolent lie. Leftist journalists remember the Democrat couple who drank the aquarium cleaner because it said chloroquine on the bottle, killing the husband. And because of this couple, the media are trying to recreate the same story again with bleach. But here's the problem. Nobody drank bleach. So they're trying to find some numbers to support this totally made-up story. Just think about it like this. If somebody actually drank bleach and was hospitalized or died... That would be on every newspaper, on every leftist website, all over the country, everywhere right now. But it's not. Why? Because nobody did that. Maybe this guy is going to get a bleach ingestion patient right now. Now, the articles on Reason.com debunking this were written by, as I said, Elizabeth Nolan Brown. And she does not appear to be a Trump fan by any means. She's a pro-choice, open-borders libertarian feminist who fights to legalize prostitution and criticizes anybody who thinks porn should be banned. And she regularly criticizes Donald Trump. My point is that she's not defending Trump because she likes Trump. 
She's written these articles really just to tell the truth. It's not like you can only find this information over at Fox News. Elizabeth Nolan Brown appears to be a credible reporter here. If a journalist wants to tell the truth about the New York Daily News story, all they would have to do is find these articles at Reason.com. But most journalists, they don't care about the truth. They never look into actual data or even look up articles like these. They just parrot slanderous Trump claims without thinking twice about their veracity. So look, here's the thing about Donald Trump. He's not a perfect man. He doesn't always say things exactly perfectly. Is speaking clearly important? Yeah, I think so. But let me tell you, I worked in Hollywood. I met a lot of people who speak very well, yet have very little intelligence, very little common sense. Being a smooth talker does not necessarily indicate that you have any value beyond that. I think leftists are fooled by smooth talkers. Republicans, we see through it. Among successful entrepreneurs, you'll find an unusual number of dyslexics. Why? Well, there's a couple of reasons. Firstly, the frustration of being told you're stupid as a child, the frustration of feeling stupid, often motivates dyslexics to succeed. But also, dyslexics think differently, and they develop skills that are particularly well-suited to succeeding in business. Now, I'm not aware of any problems that Donald Trump has with dyslexia or any other learning disorders. So how is this relevant? Well, Trump's approach is different than other presidents we've seen in the 20th and 21st centuries. He's often underestimated. He thinks differently. He's very successful in a variety of areas of life, and he's not a typical smooth-talking politician. Perhaps what we consider presidential in terms of style does not necessarily make a man a great president. Perhaps we need to reassess what it means to be, quote, presidential. Well, that's it for me. And remember, it's not that our liberal friends are ignorant. It's just that they know so much that isn't so. Good night. Together, with God's help, we can and will resolve the problems which now confront us. And after all, why shouldn't we believe that? We are Americans. God bless you and thank you.